The following is a presentation of WYM, Westminster Youth Ministry. There are so many things in life that are good gifts from God that can be used to bring Him glory. The problem is that because of the fall, those good things have been affected by sin. The once good gifts can now be used to hurt others, distort truth, and draw us away from our relationship with God. The good news is that Jesus tells us in Revelation 21.5, I am making all things new. In this series called Deformed Reformed, we are going to look at topics like rest, identity, social media, sexuality, work, and speech, and see how the fall deforms them. And then we will see how Jesus, by his grace, is reforming them in our lives. We hope you enjoy. Tonight we are starting something brand new and something I'm very, very excited about. We'll get to that in just a minute. Go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 1. And before we get started, let us go ahead and pray and ask the Lord to bless our evening as we spend time in His Word. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You so much for this evening. We thank You for this time together. We pray that as we start to unpack some difficult topics this semester, Lord, that You would bless us and watch over us. Help us to think about the way that we use these things and how we can seek wisdom and discernment in how we approach the various difficult topics that our culture puts before us. So I pray for these students. I pray for me. I pray for these leaders. I pray for our time together. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So there are so many good things in life that you and I get to enjoy. What are some things in life, raise your hand please, that you love to enjoy? Ellie. Jesus. Great answer. Luke? Soccer. Okay. Yes. Family. Okay. What else? Caleb. Rock climbing, then. Pancakes. Yeah, so there's so many good things in life that God has given us to enjoy. The Lord is gracious to give us good gifts. The Lord is gracious to give you good things to enjoy. Take, for instance, money. Money is not inherently bad, but because of our sinful hearts, we tend to make an idol of it, therefore making it bad for us. We use it to pay for food, clothing, and other things that we want or need, but because of our sin, it becomes a problem. And you can take anything in life and insert it there. Okay, Good things like soccer. Soccer is a good thing for some people, not all people. But if it becomes an obsession so much that you like essentially worship it and it's all you think about, then, then it becomes a problem. So there are a lot of things in life that God has given to you and me to enjoy, but we have to be careful how we use them. We have to show things like wisdom and discernment. Wisdom and discernment. So going back to the money thing, money can cause us to be prideful. It can cause us to be arrogant. It can cause us to seek to domineer and overpower others through the way that we spend it. Okay, the fall brought about sin in this world, and everything is affected by it. So what we're going to be doing this semester is we're going to be doing a series that I've called Deformed Reform. And what we're going to do is we're going to take one hot topic every Wednesday night, and we're going to look at how sin has made that deformed in our hearts, And we're going to look at how Jesus seeks to reform that in our lives. And this is going to look different for everybody. It's going to look different in our application of it. Because sometimes there are things that we're going to look at this semester where the reform that Jesus brings about for you in that area may mean that you need to just not partake in it ever. And maybe that reform for you looks like, well, you need to put up parameters in your life so it doesn't overtake you and doesn't become an idol. So we're going to look at some deep topics like social media, Time, sexuality, identity, relationships, 
worship, work. Each night we're going to look at how sin has messed those things up for us. And we're looking at how Jesus is going to work those things in our life for our good. So, uh, one writer, Joseph Instell, I've got a quote for you up on the screen. He writes this, discernment, and tonight we're talking about wisdom and discernment again. Discernment in Scripture is the skill that enables us to differentiate. It's the ability to see issues clearly. We desperately need to cultivate this spiritual skill that will enable us to know right from wrong. We must be prepared to distinguish light from darkness, truth from error, best from better, righteousness from unrighteousness, purity from defilement, and principles from pragmatics. You and I so desperately need to seek wisdom and discernment in our lives. So discernment helps us to choose and helps us to know what is good and what is bad. For tonight, here's what I would like us to see. Left to ourselves, we will never seek wisdom and discernment, which is why we need each other. Left to ourselves, we'll never seek wisdom and discernment, which is why we need each other. Two questions tonight. What are wisdom and discernment, and why do we need them? So what are they, and why do we need them? So let's turn to Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Luke's going to come up and read that for us. All right. Proverbs 1, verses 1 through 7. Follow along with me. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. All right, King Solomon, known for his wisdom, wrote much of the book of Proverbs. He opens up this book by telling us about what the best place to find wisdom is, and that's in the fear of the Lord. He seeks to show us what wisdom is, and he tells us a few important things here. I'm going to work through these verse by verse. Starting in verse 2, knowledge. We're to seek knowledge. We're to seek and look for insight and counsel. In verse 3, learning. We gain knowledge by learning. We seek out knowledge from reputable sources. And the things that we need to learn, he lists here, righteousness, justice, equity. We're to seek maturity in verse 4. Okay, Prudence, it's another word for caution or judgment. The younger we are, the less of this we have. The older we are, the more of this we have. So we need to seek to mature in prudence. Uh, when he uses the word simple here, this is just kind of a term that's used to describe somebody who lacks wisdom and someone who seeks out bad decisions, seeks out folly. So he wants to give prudence to the simple. So we need to grow maturity because the younger we are, again, the more foolish decisions we make. Who here has ever made a very foolish decision? All of you raise your hands right now. Okay, I've seen some of you make foolish decisions. We all make foolish decisions. We need to grow and we need to mature. Verse 5, guidance. We need guidance in our lives. We need to be guided by principles as we learn them. We need to be guided by truth. Verse 6, application. We need to apply that wisdom, apply those principles to our lives. The Proverbs are a collection of wise sayings. And when he says the words of the wise and their riddles, essentially what he's saying is when we look at a proverb or if we look at some of the riddles that are actually in the Scriptures, there's a principle behind those things. I want to give you an example of one of those things. This comes from Judges chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. This is the story of Samson. It says this, And Samson said to them, Now let me put a riddle to you. If you can tell me what it is, 
within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothes. But if you cannot tell me what it is, then you shall give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothes. And they said to him, put your riddle that we may hear it. And he said to them, out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. And in three days they could not solve the riddle. The principle behind this riddle shows us just how foolish Samson himself is. There's a principle behind this riddle that teaches us something. And if you go back and read the story of Samson, he is the one that did something incredibly dumb. He compromised his own purity and made a bad decision. And through that riddle, he's revealing his own folly. So principles within these Proverbs, principles in riddles, they seek to teach us something. They seek to teach us wisdom. And Solomon is simply telling us to show discernment and seek to understand what the scriptures are teaching us, whether it's straightforward and like a proverb or whether it's something that we have to think about like a riddle or like a parable. So it all culminates to verse seven. I want you to all look down at your Bibles at verse seven, because this is very important. Here's the heart of what he wants us to see. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom. And instruction. So what is wisdom? It's fearing God. And that's not like a shrieking, terrifying, like I am absolutely scared of God kind of fear. But rather, it is the kind of fear that you, when you're in the presence of somebody who is in authority, you have a reverence towards them. Have you ever heard the term reverence before? Reverence is essentially a healthy respect of somebody. God is all-powerful and He is a judge. And when we are before Him, We fear that and we respect that. And that's what it means there by the fear of the Lord. That's where wisdom comes from. When we fear the Lord, when we have respect for the Lord and what He's done in His Word, then we can grow in that wisdom. I want to give you an illustration of somebody who lacks this kind of reverence. Okay, This is a woman named Penelope Soto. And this is a guy whose name is, I want to pronounce this right, Jorge Rodriguez Shamat. Penelope Soto was an 18-year-old, and she was charged with illegal possession of Xanax. And she went before this judge right here, and she kind of went viral for this. Uh, So if you're ever in court, make sure you don't do stupid stuff, because it'll end up on the Internet forever. So this whole time that she was before this judge, she was smiling, giggling, laughing. She was playing with her hair. She really wasn't taking it very seriously. She was mocking the judge, and as the judge was trying to figure out all of her possessions, because they had to base the bond based on the things that she had in her possession, they were asking about her jewelry, and he asked her, how much does this jewelry cost, do you think? And she tried to be real arrogant and prideful about it. And he says, this is not a joke, we're not in a club, we're in a court, please be serious about this. And she says, I am being serious, you just made me laugh. It's worth a lot of money. Like what, the judge says. And she responds, like Rick Ross, it's worth a lot of money. The judge, not understanding this odd reference to, uh, I guess Rick Ross is a rapper. I don't know who Rick Ross is. There was a reference to a rapper. He asked Soto if she's taken any drugs in the past 24 hours, and she says, actually, no. So the judge sets the bond at $5,000 right here. And as he does that, do you know what she does? Does she respect him? Does she give him honor and reverence, the person that is defining her sentence? No, she laughs at him, and she disrespectfully says adios and walks off. And you know what the judge does. He says, young lady, come back. 
and he sets the bond at $10,000. He doubles her bonnet because she was disrespectful. And you know what she says? Does she like, okay, I apologize. I would like to uh, apologize for my arrogance, apologize for my disruption of your courtroom. No, she says, are you serious? And he says, I am serious. Adios. And as she starts to walk away, she puts her hand up in the air and puts the middle finger up and says some choice words to this judge. To which he says, young lady, come back. And at that point, he puts her in jail for the next 30 days for contempt of court. Contempt of court is probably the worst thing you can do in a courtroom. Don't ever do it. Don't ever go to a courtroom for these kinds of things. But don't do that, okay? The reason I share that with you is she had zero reverence for an authority figure who was before her. Zero reverence. This person controls everything for future right now. And she chose to disrespect. She chose to not show wisdom, not show discernment. If you're in a courtroom facing a judge, wisdom says show respect and honor that judge because they dictate your future. That is the fear of the Lord. When we look at God and His Word, we don't look at it as like this terrifying, like I'm afraid of God's judgment, but we look at it like this is God's Word to me and it's supposed to change me and mold me and shape me. And that's the kind of wisdom that I want to seek. That's the kind of discernment that I want. We respect power and status. And out of that respect, we seek God's wisdom and we seek discernment. So why do we need this? This is important. Why do we need this? So I'm going to invite Caleb to come up and read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 18 to 21. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So let no one boast in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God. So why do we need them? We need them because the fall has left us with minds corrupted. The fall has left us with minds that don't seek out wisdom and seek out discernment. And if we do seek those things out, we seek them out in the wrong places. We'll often try to trick ourselves into thinking that something is good for us. Here's an example. And we're going to get to this in more detail later on this semester. We're going to talk about social media and its uses, its dangers, its benefits. But for tonight, I just want to put this in perspective for us. We often trick ourselves into thinking something is good for us. We look at something like social media and we think that we need it to feel connected with people. The truth is that, yes, there is a connection there. But the deeper wisdom in that is that your connection with people shouldn't be through a screen. It should be through relationship with one another. Social media is not a bad thing. Bad use of social media is a bad thing. So we often try to trick ourselves into thinking, I need this so much in my life because I need it for this particular reason. When deep down, we're really just addicted to something. So we need wisdom and discernment because we are so good at lying to ourselves. Y'all ever like trick yourselves into thinking that something is beneficial for you when it's just not? We all do this. We all pursue things that aren't good for us, and we will justify it till the day is done. But truth and wisdom says, think about that. Think about your reasons behind that. Think about why you want these things. And the answer isn't always to just get rid of it. Sometimes the answer is to put parameters and margins in your life so that it doesn't become an addiction. 
Because we're always going to be looking for things to give us wisdom. The culture is always seeking to give you wisdom. And he's addressing in verse 19, he says, the wisdom of the world. So two questions for you. You can answer this out loud, but I want you to raise your hands. What might be some benefits of heeding wisdom from influential people in your life? Ellie. Okay, they have more experience. What else? What might be a benefit from you seeking to find wisdom from somebody who's influential over you? Yes. Yeah, maybe their wisdom is pretty good. Now, what might be some dangers of heeding wisdom from influential people in your life? They might be wrong, okay? Maybe they've made some questionable decisions. Okay? Yes. Okay? Yeah, maybe they're not as good as they seem. Yes, you could be looking for approval in the wrong places, right? We're to seek out wisdom from above, which is what Paul's saying here. If we don't seek wisdom and discernment from God, we'll be susceptible for following the patterns of this world. Again, culture is always telling you what's important. Every time you pull up your phone and look at Instagram, every time you read a news article, culture is trying to tell you something. Wisdom says we look at those things, we take them at face value, and we discern and seek wisdom from the Scriptures to say, is this right? Is this wrong? Do I need this? Do I not need it? That's what wisdom and discernment is. When silver's mined from the ground, it's a get pure silver. There's a process that you have to go through for commercial and industrial purposes. It has to be refined. And through that process, they're getting out the impure parts of the silver and making it pure, good, strong silver. It has to be heated up very hot to be refined to complete purity. And only when it's gone through that process is it considered precious. You and I need to have this kind of refining process as we seek wisdom and discernment. Sometimes seeking out wisdom and discernment, you're not going to like what people tell you. Sometimes when you're seeking out the right things to do in life, those influential people, they might tell you something you don't like. They might tell you something that you don't want to do. They might tell you something that hurts your feelings. They might tell you something that reveals a lot about your own insecurities and fears and idols. And we have to be okay with that. Because God teaches us in the Scriptures that when He does stuff like that to us, He's actually making us more like who? Jesus. Satan delights when the wicked influence us. God delights when His wisdom influences us. And he delights in this because He wants us to follow Him. He wants us to grow And He wants us to be more like Him. He wants us to seek the wisdom that is from above. One of Satan's most effective lies is that the people around us don't have that much of an influence on us. But that's the furthest thing from the truth. We are always being influenced by one another. And that's why you and I need one another for this. We need to hold each other accountable. We need to be walking alongside each other. Paul warned the church at Corinth, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to sound very arrogant right now to you. Y'all are incredibly smart, like super smart. If I were to walk into your schools and take a test, I would probably fail it. Y'all are taking some really difficult stuff, but I'm a lot more wise than you. I know that sounds arrogant. I've got a lot more experience, a lot more life. I'm not saying I'm the wisest person in the world, but some of the things I'm going to tell you about these difficult topics this semester, you're not going to like. 
I'm going to be very, very straightforward. I don't get super opinionated about a lot of things, but some of the topics that we're going to touch on are very important for you and your age and the culture that you live in. And I'm going to try and give you some principles of wisdom that can help you. We need to seek wisdom. And I hope that as we go through this this semester with these topics, that we're going to think about them a little bit more, seek godly wisdom and discernment with them, and seek how Jesus reforms these things for us. Because sin deforms all of life for us, but Jesus is always seeking to reform things. So, we're going to share in those principles. We're going to grow together this semester. But we're going to talk a little bit more about wisdom and discernment in small groups. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for your wisdom that comes from above. We thank you for your goodness and kindness. And we ask that you would please watch over us and help us to grow. Help us to seek out the things that are healthy and good for us. And please help us to ask the difficult questions that we're sometimes too afraid to ask of ourselves. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. Please keep an ear out for more audio upcoming from WYM.